All right, and now we're ready to jump into Moon Knight, uh, issue number nine, the 2014 series. Yes. Connor, this issue has so many words. It's very, compared to the rest (laughs) of this series, this might as well be a Shakespearean novel, like... This, um, I hate to say it, I'm a simple man. Okay. And... When I started getting into this issue, it started losing me. Really? Yeah. Because this is when, like, the plot starts to happen. Right. And, like, what's really going down. But the problem is, old boy is laying on a couch. He's speaking with his doctor. (laughs) They're just kind of standing around doing not a damn thing. And so uh, I start getting bored real fast. Okay. How did you feel about the hypnosis? I hated it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Like, it was interesting um, the way that uh, they... You have to kind of think about, like, the way that they had done it. And where um, he is back in his memories, but then she's in there right along with him. Yeah able to control things and manipulate stuff or whatever and then it kind of flips but um yeah this one was this one was a bit of a slog so we're gonna we'll get get through through it it. and hopefully you can explain some things that possibly i blanked out on or i just didn't understand okay um that's what i'm here for (laughs) and of course (laughs) this issue is called doctor because we're right back with that doctor. Was it the last issue to where we realized that she was on the other end of that phone trying to get the... Yeah, that was the uh, the uh, phone camera camera issue. Oh. The World Trade Center issue. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Where he's on top of the building and he gets the phone. No, yeah, yeah, because he was fighting the, the camo dude. Wait, no, those were two separate issues. I was about to say, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think that's right. <laughs> no, it was the last issue, though. We were... We see that she was on the phone. Right, so he gets a hold of the phone, and she's on the other end. She was the one trying to uh, do this hit or whatever. Oh, that's right. It was the, it was the, uh, the weird camo guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not ghost. Yeah, not ghost. That's right. And so uh, he was the one supposed to be putting the hit on this general, and uh, we find out that the doctor is the one that ordered that hit. Yeah. So that was two issues ago. Because the first one was the, because uh, that was the first one of the of last batch, and then the next one was the camera thing. That's right. Okay, right. Oh boy, we shouldn't have taken so long between recordings. <laughs> no, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're jumping into this now, and um, Mark Spector is on the couch. He's with that doctor that ordered the hit that he talked with, and. Um, they both know what's up. She knows he's uh, Moon Knight, and he knows that she's not such a great person. <laughs> yeah, can order has the capability of ordering a hit out on someone. Yeah, and so um, they kind of make that clear between each other, like where he's like, "You can relax, Doctor." And um, is it him or her that's saying you've tried to kill me twice? That was him, because I I. So I know the first time was the camo guy, but was the first one Sniper? Maybe? No? No, because Sniper was the bank guy. 
Yeah. So, so I don't know what the first one was. <laughs> but So anyways, apparently she tried killing him twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, he says that he can help her. Um, he's basically wanting to talk with her and get her to not want to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some reverse therapy here. Right. It, yeah, and it's kind of interesting to where she's the doctor and he's the patient, but it's kind of flipped to where he's playing the doctor trying to be the good guy and uh, she's more like the patient, the bad guy, doing the stuff that she shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and in these first few, so she induces a hypnosis that lets them kind of visualize and travel through memories. Right, and the first and one we end up in is uh, Giza. Giza, Giza? Giza. Giza. <laughs> Egypt. We're in Egypt. We're standing on top of a sphinx. Um, which and this is the return of the bone armor, right? And I'm not gonna lie, I prefer this bone armor to the to the original bone armor. Yeah, like this, this new style. Yeah, it um, it looks less bony, uh, and more like um, bandage. Like yeah, like okay. a mummy, and like he's you can see wraps around right. it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of dig that a little more. But um, so this place in Egypt, this then I would assume is uh, where he was killed. Yeah, this is the this is the, I guess is Egypt the Egypt's the country, right? This is the part of Egypt. Correct. Where he was okay. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. This is where she finally gets her first look at the Khonshu persona. And so that's kind of interesting to where she finally gets a look at everything, like, instead of it just being described to her, she's seeing it. Yeah, she's seeing what Khonshu looks like. She's seeing, she's seeing like, the side of Mark Spector that she's probably only heard of to this point. Right. And they, like, actually discuss, like, how there's no secrets and how there's only one of us wearing a mask here. Right. And Moon Knight is like, are you sure about that? Yeah, exactly. And, um... Oh, no, I'll bring that up later on uh, in the book. But, uh... Yeah, because at first you thought she was a good person in the very first eps- or, uh, issue. Yeah. Um to where he was first talking to her she was kind of working out some of his stuff and she was explaining about his uh did and like it's all it's obvious he wants to give her a chance right right and um he's not just wanting to be a bad dude sure he's uh moon oranged a million people <laughs> but it was all for the good it wasn't yeah. just um uh, payback or whatever, which is essentially is what we end up finding out is she's just trying to get revenge, and what he was doing was he was kind of solving crimes and um taking out bad people that were doing bad thing in in that moment right, and then after this Egypt conversation, we cut over to East Africa where we start to learn more about the doctor herself right. And this is kind of where it ties the first six issues more heavily into these, because we see that bone armor, we see references to the first six issues, and then general lore gets brought back up. Right. 
And um, now we're finding out why it was that she ordered the hit. Um, and we get more of her backstory on where she came from and um, how she was raised and whatnot. Uh, I really like the faces in this art, in this specific issue. I wasn't too keen on this art style. Um, I know you liked the tighter mask in that first, the, yeah. the one with not ghost. But yeah, like the faces here are really selling me on it. Yeah. Um... All right, yeah, I guess I'll I'll play along <laughs> with that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sweet. Um, <laughs> and Point one for me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna write that down because that doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we see that this is a younger lore, general lore, and um, you see that all of these guys coming back are covered in blood. They've been up to some some business. Yeah. This obviously isn't a peaceful, like, day in East Africa. Right. It's Akim- Akima, or Akima, or whatever, the, the nation that was name-dropped on the previous issue. Right. And so, we essentially, um, to try to shorten up some of this dialogue, we um, find out that the doctor was out gathering water because um what was it she was younger and uh her older sister was too beautiful to be out um and so she was gathering this water her mother had told her that um bad things happen at night so she needed to be home before dark um and she ended up and she got hung up in her daydreams and whatnot so she was out longer than anticipated and so she was trying to rush home with the water that she had gathered. <clears throat> and here comes the truck of soldiers by her and uh, carrying a young General Lore. He wasn't a general at that point. He was um, a, a, just, just kind a of soldier. A, yeah, kind of a foot soldier. Yeah. And uh, we see in this one panel when the truck is driving by that General Lore says when we're done, I'll come back for you. So his intentions were to come back and kill her too, if not do worse to her. Right. Um, but she really didn't understand what that meant um, because she didn't know where they were headed and what they were up to. She just knew it wasn't good. Um, yeah, she was just kind of... I mean, she couldn't really do much. Right. So she, like, gathered up her water and whatnot and tried to run home to join her family. And we find out that she wasn't very far away from a UN checkpoint, but instead of going for help, she was trying to get home to her family. Um, to do what? I don't know. She, It's a bunch of guys with guns. She should have yeah. gone to that checkpoint, she man. She probably should have gone to that checkpoint. <laughs> and there's this when they're talking about like street justice and who's on the right side of the law and stuff like that and there's this uh art of moon knight where his top half is mr knight his middle half is like the samurai bone armor and then his last half of his is his like traditional costume right that that's really good i thought that was really cool the way that they did that and i don't know about you but i felt like uh um, and maybe it was drawn this way on purpose, but like looking at him, 
Like, I kind of feel like that was his multiple personalities. Yeah. Um, to where there's the good guy, the detective, Mr. Knight, or whatever, wanting to do right. And then the other personalities or whatever. Uh, I don't know if... I don't know. Maybe the third one would be Lockley. He's the one that was. That's what I was thinking. That might be Lockley's outfit because yeah, he's the one that punches and kills people. And then just kind of like the middle is Kanshu. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just thought, and like this, then this theme of the way that the costume and him as a person is split up happens now several times throughout this issue. Yeah, it really does. So we see this kind of flashback of what I'm assuming is her war-torn village, right? I would think so, yeah, because this yeah, is like where the guys are Yeah, village is on fire yep. and it's being pillaged. Right. And uh, he's back in his like traditional Moon Knight outfit. Right, and so then this, I would think, is that Lockley dude, because he comes in here with his moon rings and his bone Yeah, breaking. his metaphysical fake moon uh, rings. Right. And I thought it was interesting to where um, she said that she's adjusted the rules of the hypnosis, and now these guys can hurt him. Yeah, like, so I'm not sure how that works, but sure. Right, right. And so, like, he gets in there and he does the business and just starts breaking bones and kicking butt. And uh, the, the art on this... I mean, I'm not an artist, so by no means am I trying to degrade anything. But, like, the art now is kind of simple. And even with that being the case, the middle panel on that bottom row where he kicks the dude's knee and the bone is going out the side. Oh, yeah. Like, that's intense. <laughs> a little bit. We have not seen any bones come out of people. We've not... seen ghost bones. Oh, and I just realized that in that bottom yeah, one... in the... It's in the hand. The too. wrist, too. Damn. <laughs> that is rough. Um, and so it's interesting, too, as we're going through all these panels, which there's a lot of tiny panels and whatnot. There's, yeah, this is a lot of boxes here. Yeah, and then, like, she goes from the doctor back to her younger self, and um, she's like, do you know how offensive that is that... Uh, the, offensive that is to hear and she's referencing to where he says this isn't real yeah because she lived through this so right so it was absolutely real to her um and so then it's kind of like i don't know if she in a way changes the game again and now there's this dude firing the gun at him and uh because she says how about now still think it's not real um so <laughs> now he's dodging gunfire <laughs> he's not getting to sneak up and break bones yeah there's that um let's see i'm at the let me show you something what are you doing and then i go to the page where it's like a montage of syria and try the tri-border area right right mm -hmm. yeah so um I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what her point was by showing him all of these, essentially, war zones. Yeah, I guess it's to hammer home the fact that, like, hey, people live through this. There's general lores everywhere. Right, and there's these bad people that need to be stopped. Um, and then 
it must have gotten to the point to where he's like, all right, I've had enough, and he tells her to stop. Uh, yeah, and then throughout this, so she kind of eggs him on to be like, hey, save my mom if you're really the protector of night travelers. Right. And as he's running towards her, he's like switches personalities from from Moon Knight to Mr. Knight to Conchu. Right. And so I thought that was cool, too. Again, we see that, that split between his character. Um, and so, and what I don't completely understand, then, um, what the point of this is, because it's, technically, it's not real. Sure, it's a real memory. Yeah. Um, but... He can't do it. Like, he can't really save them. No matter the outcome of whatever is happening in this hypnosis, that doesn't change the past. Yeah, I guess it's like because if he were to kill General Lore in the hypnosis, he would have she would have recruited him. Is what I'm. Oh guessing. yeah, maybe kind of yeah. breaking him. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, and that's where she's pushing him down in that bottom right panel. Kill him, Mister Spectre. Yeah. So yep, you're absolutely right, and um, and that's when he comes. Well, he doesn't completely come out of it because they're back in the desert, but. Where he's like, no, you're not turning, or you're you're trying to turn me, trying to recruit me like you did your sniper. So, um. yeah, and she calls him out on his hypocrisy, and he's like, hey, look, like Lord doesn't kill people now, right? Like, sorry. Which I mean, I get her point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, he might not kill people now, but he sure as shit killed a bunch of people then. So he killed my family, right? So, like, yeah. I mean, it's like Jeffrey Dahmer ate a bunch of people, and, <laughs> and then, then it's like, oh well, he he went on a diet, so things are fine. No, he still ate a bunch of people. So like, it's the same deal here. Hey, dude was cutting people up with machetes and machine guns, like. Sorry, if I were, if I were, I would be in her same place. So, sure, people change, but I feel like that only relates to, like, saying awful jokes previously and then growing from them ten years later. <laughs> oh, Kurt event. What are we talking about here? <laughs> so, anywho, uh, we're back in the desert. And, uh, yeah, like you said, she's calling out his hip- hypocrisy. But then we learn that it's not just a coincidence on where they landed. They ended up right back in front of the uh, Conchu. Yeah, and this is a turn here. So she's like, you lost the moment you paid me a visit. Um, Hey, try to change back to Conchu if if you're really in control here. Right. And then she gets the bone armor. So, like, Conchu went with her. Right. And he is freaking out about that. And what I like is um, that, yes, she has the bone armor, but it's not the same bone armor. It's No, it's a new design, yeah. It's more of a priestess, um, female, uh, like, god or whatever. Yeah. With the way that it's designed. So I thought that was cool. It wasn't just like she put on a male armor. It It wasn't just straight up Moon Knight's armor. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, and then go. we get Spectre waking up and is like, okay, uh, it's winter now. How long was I here? I guess they're on the mountains, so it's yeah, not that. Yeah. Right. I mean, he didn't um, go into some coma and be there for yeah, months, so right. <laughs> he'd be dead. And then he sees a hit list about uh, 
like terrorists, corrupt heads of state, any kind of like big wig person who commits crimes. Right. Even and he's like, this is kind of sloppy. Why do you just leave this out here, Doctor? Right. And then it it turns out that it's a kaboom bomb. It's a bomb. And he's like, Conchu, where are you at? <laughs> yeah. My moon powers. And then guess what? He's not anywhere around. He's His chair is empty. Yes. All three of his chairs are empty. Yep. So, hey, technically he was healed. Yeah. He doesn't have did anymore, apparently. Right. <laughs> apparently all you need is a an angry psychiatrist to steal your moon god <laughs> and, then, did. and then things are fine yeah. uh, so that's the end of it We there's an explosion in the doctor's uh, office and we don't necessarily know what has happened to Mark Spector we saw that he was diving off to the side but he doesn't have his moon powers so it doesn't mean he survived Right. Uh, and then that's where the issue ends, and it just ends with, like, hey, here's the cover of Moon Knight 10. Right. So, um... This was, like, I like what they did here, but this was undeniably a uh, slow issue. Yeah. Um, uh, like I've said in the past, uh, I love art. That's what really drew me to things. And so then, like, I really get drawn into action and stuff. And so then, when the dialogue starts getting heavy, I'm like, oh, my eyelids is getting heavy. <laughs> I have to read. <laughs> I'm about to take a nap right here. Um, that That's the unfortunate part with, like, if you jump back into older books, like the original Fantastic Four run and stuff. I'm going to keep bringing them up because I love them. But, um, like, it, a lot of those books are super heavy in dialogue. And so they are a slog to get through. But, um, what you gonna do? Right, and we'll probably hit that when we start that Fantastic Four run. Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully it might be more action. I'm hoping so. Um, but I'm not sure. So... I mean, that's it for issue nine. How do you feel? What are you thinking? Um, this, I don't, I don't want to say it's the weakest issue that we've read so far. It's just the slowest. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's weird because it, it it's walking a fine line between the slowest and then the issue that moves the story along the most. Right, yeah. Like... It's stuck in this place where it's. It, this is probably the most important issue we've read. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's also very slow, and they don't get to the. They don't get the point across very, in a, in a snappy way. And this this book's normally pretty action heavy and snappy. Right. So that's rough. But what you gonna do? You're gonna get into the next issue. We're gonna get into the next issue. And uh, we're gonna do that right after this. This episode of the Comic Book Companion Podcast is brought to you by me. You guys, I have my own Amazon store and I want your business. But not only do I want your business, I also want you to support the Comic Book Companion Podcast. All you have to do is go to Amazon.com slash shops slash MMMSCCC 
as in Michael Matthew Moore's Comedy, Comics, and Collectibles, because I'm also a stand-up comedian, but that's not important right now, and fill up your cart with stuff from my shop. Once you're ready to check out, use the promo code COMPANION, and you'll get 15% off your entire order of items from my shop and my shop only. So, anyways, show your support for the podcast by going to my shop at Amazon.com slash shops slash M-M-M-S-C-C-C and enter the promo code COMPANION at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. Now, on to our next issue. Sweet. All right. We're back. Are we back? We're back. I'm going to get a drink of water. That's fine. Okay, now we'll be back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome back. We're listening to the... Uh, we're listening. Yeah, we're oh listening to God. our own podcast. Take two. <laughs> we're going to do this again. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Hey guys, and welcome back. We're moving on to issue number 10 of the Moon Knight 2014 run. And uh, we just slogged our way through a heavy dialogue issue number 9. And uh, we're getting into number ten, to where things sure are. things start to heat up a little bit. In, in yeah, issue number I liked 10. this issue a lot more than nine. I think I did too, and it's not because the first page is nothing but nine pictures. <laughs> <laughs> not a single word to be found. <laughs> but um, this is really interesting the way that things go, and I'm a real dum dum. I saw the pictures, but apparently I read too much in the last issue, so I wasn't reading okay. anything that was happening in this these uh, images. And in the very first image, top left corner of this page, it says that she's security for United Nations. Oh, did you did you not pick that up? No, like the entire time I was like, yeah, I guess she's a security guard. That's <laughs> cool. She's riding a bus, but that's weird that she's carrying a gun. Like, all these different things. I'm like, this is strange. And then it no, got to the point to where... She's UN security. Yeah, <laughs> and then it got later into the issue to where it brings up the United Nations and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that makes <laughs> a lot more sense. So this is why we go back through these issues together to, right. to get me to pay the hell attention. Pay page so I can <laughs> so I can spoon feed you the story. You are not kidding. <laughs> That is what this is going to be, is just you spoon-feeding me everything. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. So, Thanks for good podcasting. Hey, this is fun. I'm having fun. I, am I don't care about anybody else. I'm having fun. I mean, I care about you, Connor. Oh. <laughs> I care about you too, Mike. I say that because we're talking over Skype, and uh, I don't see your eyes. Things are fine. Okay. <laughs> so anyways we see that this uh united nations security guard she's getting ready for work she's passing a picture of her and her dad um and uh she's getting to work she had to ride the bus which is unfortunate nobody wants to do that yeah i relate to that it just I ride the tank i ride a tank bus everywhere a tank bus yeah i don't know what it stands for but that's what cincinnati has a septic tank sure wouldn't surprise me because public transportation smells like bad decisions and urine it's the worst (laughs) so she's showing up at work she's in her little locker room she's getting ready she's uh 
getting her weapon out of her locker. I don't know that that's how things work with law enforcement yeah, professionals. I that... don't know if they have to put it in their own locker or not. Um, I feel like they take it home with them. I also feel like they take it home with them. Or there's got to be some kind of, like, weapon like cache. Yeah, like an armory. Yeah, yeah, an armory. That's the word I was looking for. Um, but no, not at the United Nations. They keep them in their lockers. And so we see through these speech bubbles that the moon god has shown up. Yeah. And uh, she knows everything about Gloria Rock. Rosa? Rosa? I, yeah, I would say Rosa, yeah. I have a hard enough time with English. Now we're going to throw in some Spanish. Some of that Espanol. Um, and we see that the moon god's telling her, 36 hours from now, you die. And this isn't like the same font we've seen from Kanshu before. So Exactly. So we know it's, we know it's the moon god, we know it's Kanshu, uh, but it's now the doctor so she's up to no good yeah so Konshu has 100% inhabited the doctor's body right and um uh this officer she thinks people are playing pranks on her because uh there shouldn't be anybody in there with her and um I feel like this is all taking place in her mind yeah you'd think that but Moon Knight's a stealthy person and I guess this new Moon Knight is also stealthy. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, she's talking to her more. She's saying that 36 hours, work your normal shift, and uh, say nothing, and I'll contact you later. And what's... And she's, just, she's just like, okay, <laughs> that face in the, like, the Marvel Presents panel. Right, right. And she tries to draw her gun on Kanchu, and come on now. Ain't nobody got time for that. And so, what I thought was interesting about seeing more of the Doctor's Kanchu is now, she looks a little bit like a uh, nun. Yeah, like a nun for Kan. yeah, definitely. Um, with the way that, I forget, there's the habit. Oh boy, look at me pulling out religious terms. It looks like she's wearing a habit. Oh. That's the headpiece. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, I'm not religious in the least bit either. but look at me pulling out religious terms um and this issue now is called hq um we get some more this next panel of a mat of a gun that's bent yeah i'm assuming that's supposed to be some kind of statue outside yeah of the i also thought it was a statue i'm like that is an interesting choice <laughs> but um this is more of the comic books that i love not a single word and, uh, She's just kind of going about her shift, obviously nervous. Just standing around, and then we get onto the next page. Ooh, another page with no words. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's finishing up her shift, and she's headed home, back on the bus. Uh, she gets home, and then who's there waiting for her? Conchu. Conchu is And she's bad. like, you did well today. Hey, good job not telling anyone about her, about my plan. Right. And I love that um, the officer here, she tries to uh, put on a, a tough face. And she kind of acts like she's not afraid of Conchu. Uh, she's like, hey, I need to use the, the bathroom. Mama gotta pee. 
<laughs> you got to read between the lines. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, but the thing is, we find out that she was wanting to go for her for a weapon. Um, if she brought home her call. work weapon, then uh, she wouldn't have had a problem. Been yeah. on her already. And Kanchu calls her out on that, like, "Hey, you're gonna go for that cult you have hidden, yeah. aren't you?" And not only is it a uh, 38 cult, um, but it's her father's old service weapon, and it was hiding behind the toilet, uh, hidden under the tank. So I'm gonna imagine that's the toilet. Uh, but she, this Gloria, she doesn't have too many secrets from Kanchu. But uh, Kanchu has some stuff to share with her. And uh, that's when we find out about her dad and whatnot. And that Gloria could be uh, America's newest hero. Yeah, and all it would take was to kill one person. And then we learn that one person's lore. Of course. Yeah. So this is the doctor obviously using her hypnosis for nefarious reasons. That's a really good point. I didn't put those two together, yeah. but now that you I mentioned th- I that... I think that's what I'm th- seeing here. That absolutely makes sense. That she's kind of like having her live out what could happen. Yeah. Um, as long as she does what she's supposed to. And then that's when she uh, uh, twists it and makes it even worse and shows her what had happened in Africa. Um, yeah, she she shows Gloria what she showed Moon Knight in the last issue. Right. And uh, she tells him that, or she tells Gloria that uh, Lore killed her family, so she needs this chick to take out Lore. And then she's going to be America's sweetheart. But it's interesting that, um, well, I guess if she worked for the United Nations, she would have some kind of information on it but she seemed very knowledgeable about uh akima yeah um about about that nation or that country or village village it was a village yeah in particular because uh Kanchu asks her what do you know about that that nation and she says gloria says it's a former colonial subject fought a decades-long civil war now it's a functioning nation with a uh, secular government and a, democ- a democratic process. It's considered an ally of the West, one of the few trusted uh, partners in the Horn of Africa. Its leader is in town, I heard on the news. So she did know war was coming, but she didn't know. Uh, she found it out through the news because she doesn't normally work the shift that he would be on. So right, and then we now we're seeing what I'm assuming is a montage of Gloria's memories. Um, yeah, or it might be just more general atrocities that are happening around the world. I'm wondering if that's the case. Like, yeah. if that's what it's supposed to be. Is like these are a bunch of bad guys. Um, yeah. Well, because she's like the the United Nations is good, and Conchi's like no, the United Nations sucks. Yeah, like, this is the worst. Right, and, uh, and she says that the UN represents an ideal, and, uh, Kanchu immediately cuts her off and says, incorrect, 
It is where sociopaths carrying diplomatic passports are allowed to walk freely and be taken as equals in the eyes of their peers, while in many cases they brutalize their people back home. So uh, Conchie's like, the United Nations is full of people like lore. Yeah, and that's not a good thing. And then she brings up um, Gloria's dad and how he was a prisoner in Venezuela. Right. Well, was he... He wasn't a prisoner, well, he was, was a he? police officer right. in Venezuela. Right, yeah, yeah. so, in but the thing is, like, he was a police officer, but that wasn't, like, his top most priority. Uh, it says here, the law was a secondary consideration. So he was, like, doing some dirty like work. Punisher of Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> the Spanish Punisher. I'd read that. Uh, I would, too. Um, so, like, you see that there's a dude there with a bag over his head, and her dad shoots the dude in the head. Yeah, like, he's much harsher than what, um, she, she is currently right now. Yeah, and, listen, she only has to kill one dude. And, just one guy. Yeah. That's it, just one guy. But, um, then we see that her dad was, uh, murdered for the crap that he was pulling. So, um, that wasn't great. No, and she's like, he's your role model. And that's in, like, that's interesting though. Like, so he's he's her role her role model, but he was doing some bad shit. So yeah, like, like he is not a good person, right? So if he's your role model, then how much of that bad stuff is sinking into you? So that was kind of interesting to me that. Uh, you look up to essentially a murderer. Um, but anyways, then we see that she's getting dressed for her normal day work again. And uh, it's interesting the way that they had drawn up these panels. Yeah, because some of them are like normal day-to-day activities, and then some of them are in the same way that the visions were in. Right. It's like, this is what she's doing. This is what she needs to do. This is what she's doing. This is what she needs to do, and so on and so forth. So you're kind of seeing what's happening in real time as opposed to what's going to happen in the future as long as she does what she's supposed to. Um, and then she gets approached at work and is like, hey, we're going to switch some shifts around. Right. We need, yeah, we need, uh, because of some threats that have um, been made. Yeah, so, and, like, this dude is, like, uh, he was starting to feel it, only leaving the house at night. So, uh, he was one. Am I coming in okay? Yeah. Okay, because for some reason my waveforms are super small right now. I mean, I'm hearing y'all, right? Okay, I'll figure it out in post. Yeah, right? If anything, I'll just use your audio. Gotcha. I've got three different things going. (laughs) We're not losing audio again. No, we are never losing audio again. So, um, anyways, we find out that this dude, he had switch, I think, had switched shifts, and then he's talking to her about how she had switched shifts, because that's the way that I was reading it, that she switched shifts so she could get onto the shift um, for this general war person. Yeah, that's exactly how I took it, too, is, like, she's trying to make this work in her favor. Right. Um... And so then we see that she's pulled her service weapon out of the locker again. And um, then we're into the briefing room to where 
the uh, dude in charge is telling him how the whole thing with General Lore is going to go down to get him into the building. Um, and essentially what's going to happen is he's posing as a uh, food service person in a catering van. And uh, they're going to bring this van in. And like all of his security are the other people that are dressed up as uh, food service people. Yeah, like this is some deep cover some real tomfoolery some, happening here. Yeah, some Breaking Bad plan <laughs> or some like GTA Five mission happening right now. Right, but then we see Super Sneaky over here. Uh, the Doctor shows up in this briefing room, and uh, she's now posing as an agent Kenrick of the FBI. Yes, and so that's sneaky. Because she wants to be there making sure things are going to happen the way that they're supposed to. And every these these last three panels, um, where the last one is Gloria pulling her gun out, um, everyone looks nervous. <laughs> everyone just looks so stressed out. Oh, yeah, where you see that there's the there's a, um, a protest happening, and then there are the uniformed security, and then you see that catering truck, and then, yeah... Then you start going down the page, and everybody's like, uh, this is crazy. Yeah. And then even the general, it, it's almost like he's pulling <laughs> at his collar, like, shit yeah. is hot. Um, this is not good. Not a fun time. But it's crazy that, like, it's almost like she's doing, pulling this gun and stuff against her will. Yeah, like, she, she's not even completely in control of what's going on. Right. She's just, like, staring, like, that's the dude, but I don't want to be doing this and then it's almost like she's drawing her gun against her will but then <laughs> we see our good friend mark specter just hurtling the barrier so he can go and tackle some unsuspecting catering worker <laughs> totally not general lore <laughs> totally not general lore which is crazy to me like okay so these people have to know what General War looks like. Yeah, right? Like, he, he just took off his hat. Right. <laughs> like... It's kind of like Clark Kent and his glasses. Yeah. So, anywho, uh, Mark Spector tackles General War, saves his life. Um, yeah, but gets arrested by, like, some hardcore FBI SWAT people. No joke. They weren't having any of that. And we see that um, the doctor or the FBI agent, as she is now, is not too pleased. Not at all. <laughs> and uh, you see that Gloria has, like, this quizzical look and stuff on her face, like, what am I doing? And yeah, all the... Mark, Mark's like, you don't want to do this. Right. Like... And uh, I'm assuming that's him screaming at her to stand down and lower her weapon. Or no, that's the, no, that the SWAT would be a guys. Officer. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, "Hey, we got this. Get out of the way." Um, and it's interesting too that they're like, "Listen, you're not needed here. Go away." Yeah, like like they don't even think of her as a even a possible killer. They're just like, "All right, good job. We need to take this over." Now. Well, I was reading it as like they're like, "Get out of the way. We have some business to take care of." Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you. You're not needed here. We have this. Go this away. This is for the big boys. Right. And then we see that um, 
the agent has ditched her FBI badge on the computer and gotten the hell out of there. Yeah. Uh, and so we have no idea where the doctor's at now. Nope, she's escaped again. Um, and uh, then we see that this uh, this group of soldiers or whatever, these, these SWAT fellas, did not appreciate what Mark Spector was doing in the tower. Not at all. When he took out that, uh, that, that terrorist dude. My dogs are barking like crazy. No, you're good. I can, I can manage. Um, it's driving me nuts though. So, uh, yeah. So then they start kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. They're just like, Hey, you should have stayed out of New York, buddy. Yep. And he's like, yeah, I should have stayed out of New York. (laughs) (laughs) He's not having a good time here. I mean, I don't even have, um, What's Mark Spector has quickly gone gone from the guy who beats people up to just getting beat up a lot. Gone from breaking bones to getting his bones broken. Yes. But right now he's just begging for what's his name, Lockley or whatever to show up. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to get stuff done. But um that's it. That's the end of this issue. That is issue ten. So how do you feel? What do you think? It was definitely, for me, better than issue nine, because I, f- I felt the stress there. Like, the whole situation sure. was really stressful, and I, I thought that was writ- written pretty well. Right. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I agree. We're definitely in, like, in the middle of an arc here. Yeah, it's we're getting in deep now. There's some stuff happening, whereas previously in the first six issues, before we changed artists and writers or whatever... Like, it was, like, individual stories per issue, and there might have been some slight happening between issues, but this for sure is, like, nope, now you gotta read each issue. Yeah, like, this is for sure a consistent story now. Yeah. Now you gotta take notes, because there's some stuff going down. But, alright. And I think, I think I personally enjoyed the first six issues a bit more. I'm not sure yet. I we'll think, have to finish out this story. I think I did too, only because I like we started this episode. I'm a simple man, and yeah, so, you like a one and done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If if we can get the story done wrapped up in one issue, I'm good with that. But um, I don't mind so much a story arc happening within a series by itself. But when um, you start doing crossover issues into other... Yeah, like big events and continuity happen. Man, there's... As you read 15 get, other Thor runs or something. Right, right. There's... I can't do it. I can't, like, when they did um, Avengers versus X-Men or whatever, and it's like... Oh, yeah. They were just... There were all these different series and stuff, and I'm like, no, I'm not touching I'm pretty this. sure there's like 40 tie-ins to that. Like, every... Every run that was happening at that time took a break to do an Avengers versus X Men like crop tie in issue. Right, and I'm like, really? Are you serious right now? Listen, I love to collect comics. I have a <laughs> ginormous collection. But I'm not about to buy an issue of Avengers Academy to know what happens in this event. Exactly, like, and then hope to read it in the right order to make sure that I understand what's happening. Right. But anyways, that's not. Neither here nor there. We're reading Moon Knight. Yes, we are. And we're trucking along here. And uh, so that was it for issue ten. We're going to be reading issue eleven and twelve on the next episode. All right, that's it. That's everything for this episode. Um, what we would like you to do is please 
subscribe and rate our podcast. Tell all your friends and family. Everyone about it. And uh, we want to hear from you. We've said this many times and we'll continue to say it. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you agree with. We want to know what you disagree with. We want to hear all of your opinions, whether they're good or bad. Um, we'll take run suggestions. We'll take complaints. We'll take anything. Yeah. Um, we, if nothing else, are here to learn about ourselves. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what this podcast is for. But And you can contact us uh individually i'm at attack on wake up on instagram twitch and twitter and you can find me on instagram and twitter at more comedy and you can also follow the podcast on twitter and instagram at comic underscore companion that, yep that's both on instagram and uh twitter and you can also email us if you need to do some long form uh, yelling and you can get us at uh, comicbookcompanion at gmail.com so let us know what you think and uh, don't forget to visit facebook.com slash mmmsccc to buy your nerdy things and use got com- a discount code that's right use companion as your promo code to get some dollars off of what you're buying but we appreciate you listening and until that next time we will talk at you later <laughs>